Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Audrey. Welcome back to another episode of the Not So Model Minority Podcast. We're back with another episode today. Yes, and even though we've been releasing episodes, the last time we actually recorded anything was about a month ago, so it's really good to be back. It is really good to be back. Amanda has been really busy with her exams, oh so gosh, it's she... good to see her <laughs> after what, a month now? Oh my god, yes, that's true. Yeah. And today we're gonna be debating or discussing whether or not we believe in self-help books exactly we feel like we've been having a lot of pretty serious topics yeah. so we wanted to have a chill and casual yeah. debate today mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so for context amanda and i are huge huge skeptics of self-help books we're yes. very skeptical yeah so um if we do this debate ourselves i don't i think it'll end in like five minutes <laughs> so to help us a bit to spark this debate up we're inviting one of our good friend bianca who is an avid reader of self-help books yay welcome bianca do you yay. want to introduce yourself thank you for having me today um, yes my name is bianca i am an economics student studying at Coventry Uni and I actually just submitted my dissertation. Congratulations! (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm here in the UK and I'm going to be continuing my master's in October. Mm, That's so exciting! Yeah, so just to start us off, what do you consider as a self-help book? Let's start with that. Oh, okay. That's a good question. Because I think when people say self-help books, the first sort of image that came to mind was like those books with like really strong words in, mm-hmm. in, in the title and like really yeah. aesthetic you know, covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Gotta I, catch your eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it is really open to interpretations. I know if you just Google like what self-help book is, then they'll probably say that books that sort of give you this guidance like how to do life mm, almost how to win friends yeah yeah it's <laughs> so a how-to guide yeah right? how to yeah how to guide um but i think for me any kind of books can be self-help mm, because yeah. it really depends on what you sort of action from the book um mm. be it the knowledge or the advice quote unquote right so for me it's open to interpretation but I know that people label, again, like those kind of like aesthetic mm, books. Fair enough. Okay, I kind of get what you mean. But <laughs> how did you yourself get into self-help books in general? Was it school? Right. or And like how frequently do you actually read these books? Mm. Okay, okay. Like so back in high school or like junior high, I'll probably like just read like novels, like those... Uh, teen lit novels <laughs> back in Indo <laughs> Hunger Games yeah like or like Indonesian novel writers like Ilana Tan Ilana like Tan, those kind yeah. of people um, and so I never read self-help before mm-hmm. only when I moved here then I realized like the need to, to sort of like just open my mind I guess mm. so a little backstory <laughs> when I was in I, I guess first year I was struggling a lot with like making friends in first year and then it sort of continuing on to second year that period of time I was just very lonely and I felt like oh my god I felt like such a misfit mm-hmm. like why can't I have friends basically that was right. my, my big questions right and um 
that's when I picked up my first ever self-help book. Okay. <laughs> Which it's, one was this? It's called The Art of People by Dave Kirpin. Okay. So it's actually dubbed to be like the modern version of How to Win Friends and Influence People <laughs> by Dale Carnegie. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Um, so I picked up that book and it actually helped me like put myself into perspective because mm. I think previously back in school, um, I attended like this non-international school. So we don't have like literature same things yeah same. so yeah. We, we never read so it was just like you know books that were given for whatever subject that you're studying right you and it's read. just pretty hard to get english books in general until yes. recent years yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, even if you wanted to you don't know which ones to do and true like, yeah yeah and it's also very expensive uh back yeah. in indo right. um and so that was like my first ever exposure to um self-help yeah um so that was in my first year and then in my second year i actually got like really really sick like for a month oh my God. um turned out it was nothing <laughs> it was just like viral infection but mm-hmm. because i was like resting for a month I, I even couldn't do my exams i had to defer my exams to like really? the summer and i missed all of my exams wow. so because i was like resting quote unquote mm. for like a month i felt like this existential crisis <laughs> like what am i doing with my life like a month just passes by yeah. just like that and like i mm. did not do anything yeah right? i felt like oh I used to watch a lot of TED Talks mm. and it usually um, sort of interests me but at the mm. time I was like Ugh, like I don't I, I don't want to watch them anymore. I, see. I felt like just so bland. Right. And that's when I started googling like how to find what you want to do in life kind of. Okay. Yeah, and then that's when self-help uh the term self-help kind of popped up the okay. first time. Um and then the next book that I picked up was um Jen Sincero's how to be a badass i think that was oh Oh, no you are a badass you are a badass and something yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) not how to be badass (laughs) that that is like such a a clickbaity title (laughs) if that was the one but yeah um that was uh the sort of next self-help book that i picked Mm. up but to be honest recently i have not read a lot of self-help i think my book choices really depends on what i'm interested to read sort of at that point at in time, time. Yeah. yeah that's fair enough yeah and yeah. i feel like now because i've read a lot of self-help i feel <laughs> like uh probably not like mm. they have this recurring pattern to them as well mm. which we maybe you know talk mm. about yeah fair so, enough. yeah you talked about the first book that you the first book that you picked up mm-hmm. how did that influence you did you think you sort of said that it put you in a different frame of mind yeah. what was that like Okay, so before reading that book, I probably have this like very self-centered view of living life. Right. I just thought like, like I mentioned that I couldn't have friends. Mm-hmm. So I always thought what's wrong with me. Okay. So the question was always me, 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 me. What can I do? Um, and that book put me into perspective that actually a lot of time is not about you. Okay. It's probably about other people. Mm. Because everyone will be thinking about themselves. And when you put that into perspective and you put the, like there's this sort of chain reaction kind of like you think about yourself, but you think other people think about mm. you. <laughs> I think I think about myself, but like other people don't think about me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this sort of made me think, oh, the world doesn't revolve around me. Mm. So that was a perspective that I first got. Yeah. What do you think, Audrey? No, that's super cool. But I don't know. I feel like I personally am quite skeptical of self-help books because I feel like, okay, maybe I haven't read enough of it, but I, I just feel like there's generally a certain tone of how they write it in the sense that they're like, oh, let me tell you how to live your life. Mm. And I really dislike that because yeah. I feel like, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Let me live my yeah, life. Please. Exactly. And I just feel very... um condescended when i read those books oh interesting yeah. mm, 
but the world doesn't revolve around you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do you think that's um, that's a tone that you find in a lot of self-help books? I do agree for some books, but I think it comes back to how you approach the book. Because when I approached it, I was in a place where I don't have any point of reference. I don't know who to ask questions mm. to. I don't know how to do life basically and I was just like coming into it being open almost like oh yeah whatever you want to teach me teach me and like I'll yeah so okay another thing that I could probably also sort of uh, talk about here is that sometimes we think we have to agree with the content of the book fully oh but a lot of times you can actually disagree with them because at the end of the day they're humans (laughs) <laughs> that's true yeah. yeah so when i first read the book i actually like sort of like okay i have to do this this and this mm. but the more i read the more i feel like i don't actually have to follow everything i see so you pick and choose which golden nuggets that yeah. you can apply to your life yeah mm. oh okay what about you amanda why are you so skeptical about <laughs> self-help books <laughs> well I, you guys don't know but like bianca and i we have a little book club together <laughs> oh i've heard of this book club <laughs> And, okay, so the first book we ever read was this uh, kind of self-help, like, life sort of thing. Yeah. And it's called The Four Agreements by my uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Don Miguel Ruiz, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And I was not for this idea 100%. Mm, yeah. But then I was like, okay, you know what, let's try it, let's try yeah. it. Going into it, I didn't, I didn't have that sort of mindset that you can disagree with it. Mm-hmm. So the moment I read something on chapter two that was like, don't take everything personally. You don't have to take everything to heart. And mm. then I was like, but this doesn't take into account world issues. This is being very ignorant. I was so like <laughs> hateful that moving forward, I was in a closed mindset. Mm, you're already like clouded. You're like, this guy is not for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. And of course, like with every book, it's like hit or miss, right? Mm. Not everything is going to apply to you. What you said about reading books that you kind of have the vibe for at the moment. Yeah. Do you think self-help books, people just read it to sort of, in a way, feel better about themselves? Or I feel like there's a sense of placebo effect within that. I uh, mm. mean like a self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. You want to hear things and then you read a book and then it's like, oh, right, so I need to do this, this, this. Like, okay, I already knew that. Yeah, exactly. That's my problem with it. It's like, you're just stating the obvious. Like, I don't feel like they're adding any value to my life. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. That's true. I do understand your point of view where people read something to feel like, okay, this is the, de- the decision that I want to make mm-hmm. because that book says it's okay to make that decision, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? And I feel like um, I noticed this with this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an mm-hmm. F. Oh, yeah. I've seen this yeah. one. It's I've, been so popular yeah, recently. Yeah. Everyone's been saying it's really good. I have um, heard from other people who actually moved jobs because they read the book. Really? They're like, oh, wow. okay, my current job is so shitty. Like This oh. book empowered me to like move jobs. And they did that. I mean, I don't know what happened to them now, mm-hmm. but I do understand where that's coming from. Like the self-fulfilling prophecy kind of like just making yourself feel better mm-hmm. about your decision. Right. I think that's the, <laughs> other, the, the other problem that I have with self-help books, which is kind of linked. It's like, okay, you're using it as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Fine, if it's actually true. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of these books are not very data-backed. So I'm a very Uh, data person. I come from a science background and I feel like when you're giving advice, you need to give evidence, you know? You can't just say like, 
I think this is right because it sounds right. A lot of them do have case studies, but I always yeah. feel like they, in a way, pick and choose the evidence right. that they want. Like it's very biased. It's not <clears throat> very kind of like comprehensive of like, oh, this is the other angle. Mm. And like I think in podcasts as well, that's what we face, right? We have to have some form of like stance, even though we know that there's no stance that is completely true. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think to that, um, I did mention in, in like the the document that mm-hmm. we made <laughs> that there, I would say like for me there are two types of like self help. Yeah. One that's purely based on the author's experience. Mm-hmm. That one I also don't sort of like sit well mm-hmm. with because I feel like what led you to write that and to conclude whatever you conclude from your experience is very it's going to be very different from mm-hmm. me. So for instance, this is not a self help book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a classic book. It's called. I know why the caged birds sing by Maya Angelou. Angelou. Yes, yes. Yeah. and so people love it. But when I read it, I felt like I don't feel relatable mm, um, okay. with the content, and right. I feel like it's probably because coming from an Asian background, we don't experience what they experience. So I yeah. think it's kind of applicable to self help too, in a sense where if say a white person writes it, their experience will be very different from us who are Asians, mm. and probably what they think works with them could probably not work with us yeah remember we read that one that was about parenting that you oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 and we were like this would never work in an asian household <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah. read a book about parenting yeah. well, recommended it. well people say it's good book <laughs> it was actually good it was actually good I'm not yeah. Gonna yeah. <laughs> so what's the other kind oh yeah the other kind is those backed with sort of case studies or like facts and data books by malcolm gladwell um most predominantly Mm -hmm. uh, because i read quite some of his work Mm -hmm. and i think the most recent one that i read of his was um uh david goliath even when it comes to books with case studies i agree with um audrey when it's uh in the sense that they do cherry pick the stories that they want to um tell based on the narrative of of their book i I did read like a similar book. I don't know if it's self-help. It's uh, the Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. It's it. um so that's that's kind of the kind of books that I feel like is still in my line of acceptance. Where uh-huh. it's basically he's a really famous doctor in the states, I think, mm-hmm. and then he's basically saying that people make so many mistakes in medicine because they just forget to do things. Like sometimes they leave like. Uh, sculptures like or like medical tools oh, inside the yeah. patient's body and things like that it's actually more common than you think oh my god and so like the entire premise of the book was saying that mm. you know what if we had a checklist of things that we need to do in every surgery then we could avoid so much more errors because right. there's a million and things <clears throat> happening in the surgery mm, room right yeah. and like after implementing that it showed that post-surgery trauma reduced mm. and things like that and and those i can accept because i'm like um, okay you apply this particular tool <laughs> and it works there's evidence there's right. statistics to back it up that mm. i can understand okay mm. yeah oh i'm kind of the opposite really because i don't really like those the more general ones because mm-hmm. i feel like i don't like that aspect of um self-help books and i would rather read the first category of books that you mentioned Uh, really yeah oh this is new (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but i mean taking self-help as like a wider category Mm -hmm. including like autobiographies right then i would love like i actually do like 
Okay, because... I have a question, right? Okay. So why would you read a self help book when you can read an autobiography? Because like <laughs> autobiography is like them telling you what they did, and it's factual or like their factual recounts. Anyways. Yeah, mm. and it also accounts for like the things that you guys mentioned. That's like, oh, not everything applies to everyone's yeah. lives because of different cultures exactly. and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. When it comes to autobiography, at least the 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 ones that I have read, mm-hmm. I would be reading those who like the people who I am interested in knowing more about their lives. Oh, about. so there's a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah, because like I think if you don't know who Michelle Obama is, well, people probably know, but like if you don't know her <laughs> or if you're not a fan of her, you'll probably not read her book. Yeah. Becoming, but that's like a really that's an amazing book. It's an yeah. amazing <laughs> book. This is a but, plug. Read Becoming, guys. <laughs> Yeah, but if you don't have that sort of feeling, like, yeah. oh yeah, like she's a role model, oh, I okay. like her, you probably not pick that book up. That's a good point. Just like this book, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, <laughs> that is currently, you know, in, in one of the um, tripod sort of makeshift that we have here. <laughs> um, I, I'm i not really interested. That's a great <laughs> I point. Wouldn't read I, yeah, I would never read this. <laughs> I actually bought it and didn't read it. So. <laughs> okay, that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah, there's a prerequisite of us admir- admiring, admiring. Yeah. that writer and that mm. person. Because, and then yeah. and then you're like taking points from their lives and they're yeah. like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to take that, mm. I guess. Okay, help, self-help books are one thing. Do you think it's the same as those like life coach motivator Tom? Oh my God. <laughs> My experience was back when I was in like junior high. Okay. Mm. This person did like a whole boot camp in Indo for like high school students. Dude, that's a huge thing. It's in a huge Indo. thing. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. So I actually flew from my town, Pekanbaru. Oh so that's like in Sumatra. Mm-hmm. I flew to Jakarta and then I flew to Bandung. <gasps> oh, wow. To like, okay. To that's, join. The- <laughs> that's already motivation in itself. <laughs> <laughs> because like everyone just kept on saying like, oh yeah, this person is amazing to say the least i hate (laughs) (laughs) he made us sleep like at 3 a.m and then wake up at like 7 and he mentioned like oh yeah as businessmen i i I only sleep for like three to four hours a day like sleep is for the week yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and like i'm surviving just fine and you guys are still young so it should be fine for you and i'm like it's not sustainable. You die. So no, yeah, I I I, I hate yeah. them. So I have this. Yeah, mm. I think the one that you talked to that was also like one of the things, right? They yeah. tell you how to study, how yeah. to live, how to like make the most of every day, yeah. how to yeah. be uh, winners, like not losers or whatever. I don't know. It's yeah. just the rhetoric. I'm just yeah. I'm just not for that. Yeah, I just can't. I'm like great if you can sleep on four hours. Yeah, but it's not for me. And I like. like yeah, and like I don't like the tone that they're like, if you're not doing this, you're worse than me, and you're not gonna succeed as much as me. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. true. And I think a lot of them are well, not them, but like a lot of the contents and the feeling that you get from that is like very short lived. So like it'll probably you you'll probably mm. feel motivated like the first few days, and then like uh, yeah, I think this is something that I see in a lot of motivators or the ones that I've I've seen mm-hmm. is that they kind of build upon people who like people's insecurities Mm, and that sort of thing right like people thinking that they're not good yet good enough yeah i do feel a little bit that way i mean like you mentioned how they're like okay use these methods to succeed and it's usually basically just like work hard right like just just spend but like 
I mean, is that really the best thing for the person? Like, it has to be context to context. And, like, I guess, like, for them, if you get first rank in your school, it's mm. good for them because they can be like, oh, after attending my session, this yeah. person became the top in her school. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like promotional material. And I just feel like Ooh. it's a little bit, like, more businessy than they frame it because they always say like oh i'm doing this to help people yeah. to make their lives better but are you really though yeah because you always need a business model to keep kids coming to your exactly account, right? you need results right mm-hmm. but like is is that result actually good for those kids the sleeping four hours yeah sure fine they study eight more hours a day and then obviously their grades will go up but is that good for them in the long term i don't know yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay back to self-help books yes (laughs) so you were telling us about how you can optimize what you get from self-help books right and Mm -hmm. it was quite interesting so if you could share those with our listeners okay i think there are two things um, for me, it's always to evaluate. So the first one is to always to evaluate. I think just any kind of experience as well, not only books. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think it's easy to just like experience something or like read a book and then close it and then yep, then and dust it. Mm. Bye bye. Yeah. Uh, we don't really think and reflect on the book. And so I think what really really helped me was like whenever I finish reading a book, um, I don't necessarily have notes. I do highlights them and like I will come back to those because usually when I do mark them like they are the the most important bits which I think really like impacted me at the time and so I would go through them again and feel like okay how can I actually apply this in my life or whether I feel like this is something that I want to follow right so yeah I think evaluation is definitely one of the things that I think people tend to forget Mm. Yeah, that's actually something I learned from you and Gris that 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 you guys like actually like take the time to read them and like uh, highlight parts and like take notes of parts that you guys find inspiring and I think that's a really good way of like yeah. e- evaluating and reflecting. Yeah. yeah. And actually like I was listening to this podcast and they were telling they were saying so it's Angela Duckworth from um, who wrote mm-hmm. Grit and mm-hmm. she was saying like people usually forget like 90% of what yeah. they yeah. read and that's completely normal because mm. like a lot of people read for leisure we don't read yeah. to like learn and like memorize yeah. everything for exams right um and the second part to how you can make the most out of your reading is actually questioning just questioning the content in general mm-hmm. be it with your friends like this <laughs> or with you know, I, I do it with my sister a lot because mm. she's a very very critical person and so I think she'll probably agree with you that she hates <laughs> help, self-help books and so I'm I, sorry <laughs> I'm so skeptical <laughs> um, and so you're just talking and like getting perspectives from different people really right. helps and also from the author themselves mm. um, some of the books that I read uh, like towards the end the author actually says like oh you can contact me through this email oh wow and they'd actually reply yeah. to you i did that with dave kirpin the first ever self-help book that i read really and he actually replied to me oh that's oh, amazing yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what did you ask him i i can't remember what i asked him <laughs> i think i just said like i really like the content and it really mm-hmm. helped me and then he was like yeah i'm happy for you <laughs> that, oh. kind of, that kind of correspondence but yeah just questioning the content mm-hmm. that's interesting i never even thought of yeah. like contacting writers well 
thank you so much, Bianca, for joining us today. Yay. Yes, and I have to say I'm still a tiny bit skeptical about mm. self-help books, but now that you've widened the criteria to include like autobiographies, which I'm recently getting into, and um, maybe I just haven't found my... Um, yeah. Just I haven't found a good one for me yet. Mm, but yeah. it's so cool to hear about your experience and your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. thank I was you like, for wow, me. people actually take this really seriously. <laughs> like, you go and evaluate and question things, which I think really increases the value you get out of these books. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Bianca. No worries. Thank Any you for having me. Final thoughts? <laughs> um, I think my final take would be to take self-help books with a pinch of salt mm. always yeah. because at the end of the day they are written by humans and humans can make mistakes just like us and yeah. um don't 100% believe in a content of a book and like take them fully at like face value yeah mm. and again like always evaluate so if you guys want to hear more about bianca's experiences she actually has a really cool she does youtube page <laughs> and like instagram page for people who want to study abroad yeah. do you want to do tell want to us talk? about oh, it okay <laughs> so on my youtube i do a lot of contents on study abroad mm-hmm. uh it's mainly my experience here and like tips and tr- tricks yeah. <laughs> well not tricks advices for <laughs> especially young people who want to go study mm-hmm. abroad and they're like unsure like where to start i kind mm-hmm. of like make a lot of resources on yeah. that and also just like vlogs on like my experience here they're so show. fun to watch they're so cute <laughs> i watch it when i brush my teeth <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're very wholesome. Oh, thank you. Um, and yeah, I also have recently, um, me and my friend Vivian, mm-hmm. we created this uh, platform on Instagram mm. called Broadening Indonesia. Mm. And uh, it's mainly to help uh, students as well who are interested in studying abroad but don't know where to start. Mm. Uh, we do a lot of like contents on what is, you know, A-level, what is UCAS, because mm. a lot of people don't know about them and yeah. don't know yeah. like, the routes to Yeah, they actually here. go to like every uni's website and yeah. see what Indonesians can apply yeah, without yeah. A-levels, which is yeah. amazing if you guys know anyone who wants to apply, because <laughs> like honestly, before I came here, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. So it's super, super informative, and I think it's super cool you're doing it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So um, yes, on that, we will, of course, as per usual, be sharing our post-podcast resources and thoughts, including a link to Bianca's channel and, and Instagram. So you can hit us up on your takes surrounding self-help books. We want to see if we are massive skeptics and whether people <laughs> agree with us with Bianca or both. Yes. Um, you guys can find us on Instagram at not so underscore model minority. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.